I am talking today to my special guest, Pamela Uring. She's a corporate leader in the health and public service industry. And today we're going to talk about leading a balanced life. We are all kind of overwhelmed with having to take care of ourselves, number one, our families, um, our jobs, our homes, and Pam is doing it, so we're going to have a conversation about how to do it. <laughs> so, hi, Pam. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Alrighty. So, I'm the mom of Harper and Dean. I'm the wife of James, and I have lots of nieces and nephews. I'm really close to my family, and then in addition, I always say I'm a attorney second. So I've been practicing for 13 years and, um, yeah, like life is a whole balancing act. Like that's all I do is balance. So I'm trying to figure out how to do it successfully. Um, my therapist has told me that I'm a over-functioner. So, um, what that means is I'm a chronic multitasker and it's really hard trying to, um, thrive with it. So my new goal is to try to find a way to be more mindful and less um, of an over-functioner. Okay. That's interesting. An over-functioner. I think I can relate to that. Doing, I think you can too. Doing, doing too damn much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. My to-do is, I really work on that. I work on that. Um, trying to be, like you said, more mindful and selective about the activities that I, mm. I choose to pursue. Um, right now I'm on several boards um, and I give back to the University of Chicago's Polsky Institute by mentoring and coaching small businesses and you know I think at the beginning of my career I felt like I needed to do those things to build a reputation in the in the legal community and to kind of get some type of credibility or validity so when I'm applying to jobs you know I've got I've got these great things on my resume but now I'm just like I'm exhausted exactly exactly I think that's what like a lot of us do especially working moms and at this stage I think especially this age I I know multiple people who are now like trying to figure out how not to overfunction, and I had never heard the term until my um, therapist had told me that I was an overfunctioner. But um, I have one person I'm close with who she's literally just saying like, "This is a season where I am going to just like treat myself like an athlete." And so, if an athlete is injured, they take time off, they heal, they you know do therapy or whatever, but um, she just stepped down from all the boards she was on. She's taking a more, I, I want to say like active work role at home and not as much at work. But yeah, like it's really hard because you are told to do all of these things. You're told that you need to network and build your brand and that's what you need to do to like move up. But it's like at a certain point, it's just not sustainable. Right, right. And then I find that 
I'm not doing some of those 10 things well, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the boards that I'm on, and I love the mission of the Chicago Chess Foundation, um, they support um, and provide free chess lessons to kids in the Chicago area. And I, I joined because I used to manage a professional chess player and I, you know, couldn't do that anymore. So I at least wanted to be able to, to use that experience that I gained to do something good. So, but sometimes I can't even make the board meetings um, on Sunday mornings and I feel so guilty about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on another board and they've got a monthly board meeting. And I make it every month, but it's really, it's tough for me, you know, because it's early and I have to be on and there's um, a contribution that I'm expected to make to the board meeting. And this stuff is, I don't get paid for that, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just giving away my time for free. So Mm -hmm. where, how do I decide what to do and what not to do? And Mm -hmm. uh, so which kind of is one another podcast or blog that I'm going to do about finding your purpose, you know, kind of going within Uh and finding um, what, what you're really supposed to be doing, I guess. And I know Oprah, she read this book by Gary Zukoff and there's something in the book that she really, that resonated with her and resonated with me. Um, Whatever you're doing should be something that, really reflects your personality and and who you are, you know, if I relate that right, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But how I understood it is I shouldn't be doing something that that just doesn't even feel like me. Feels like I'm in somebody else's shoes, you know, doing a job that's really designed for somebody else. That's no passion there. It's hard for me to do, like almost hating it. If that's if that's where you are in your job, then that's the wrong job for you, you know, right. <laughs> maybe even the wrong profession. So, yeah, but you know what? Like, I think about so one of the things I love about our job is that um, the programming. And so, with the things I don't like, I make sure that I always do the things I do like. So, yesterday, Viola Davis. Did you did yes. you watch that? Yes, you know, and I didn't catch it all. Unfortunately, I got the last five minutes because I was mm-hmm. on a thirty-minute consultation with a speech coach. Um, oh. Because I'm going to take some public speaking classes. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's smart. Yeah. You know, she was phenomenal, and she spoke about purpose for a minute, and it made me think about I do this thing through Girl Trek called the Black History Bootcamp. And they were speaking about Phyllis Wheatley this week. And at the end of that conversation, they were speaking about purpose again. And she was just saying that you sometimes need space to even think about your purpose. And so many people are just constantly on the grind. And it's almost like you need your job. Like you need you know, you need to do these things. Like uh, so many of us, especially moms, we don't have the opportunity to like pursue our passion or our purpose because it's like, we're just trying to survive and make sure that we like provide our children with everything. Right. Right. I hear you. I know I just took, um, a personal leave from work 
and for a month. And I did that because I was, I just felt like I was in a whirlwind at work, um, you know, assignment after assignment with just no time to come up for air. And I, I just felt deep within myself, like I cannot reset and figure out what I need to do next if I don't step back. Mm -hmm. But everybody doesn't feel like they can do that. They can take a month off work to regroup and reset. So what do, what do we say to those people? Like, how do they get their break and their breath? Cause my break was great for me. It was great yes. for me. Um, during that time, I really got to one, just rest my mind <laughs> uh-huh. and go within and kind of just get some direction, you know, on what to do next. And one of those things was this podcast mm-hmm. and my blog, you know, I felt really strongly about sharing my life and experiences with others and uh, lifting other women up, you know, in the process, such as yourself, because I think you're awesome. You're one of my my best (laughs) friends. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, it's really hard. Like, I just took a 45 day leave and it was the hardest thing I did, like ever, I feel like. And it took so much, um, Like I had to pray about it. I had to like, my husband, he literally was like, why are you like doing all of this? Just take the lead. (laughs) (laughs) Pam went into her prayer closet. (laughs) I did. (laughs) I was like, I cannot. Like, why am I, why is this so hard? But I feel like, at least for me, my first job was a camp counselor. I was like 14, but my first job where I had like a real paycheck and everything and I worked for a company, I was 15 and I had like a worker's permit and everything, but I've always worked. And just to me, like work is a part of life. And it was just really hard. Like it's such a part of my identity. And so I almost felt like, why, like, why do you need to take a break? Like what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. You know, like you're supposed to be able to do all of these things. Like you, you can do this, like stop being a punk. Right. And um, it was the best thing I ever did, like taking the time off and speaking to my mentors. One of my mentors, I texted her and I was just like, hey, we and we did it. But I was like, hey, we need to catch up. I'm going to be off of work. And she's like, OK. But she said, you know, I really am proud of you for doing this. I really admire you because I have never in all of my career, taking time off other than maternity leave. And she's been through multiple things that I feel like will warrant a a leave. And she's just like, I've never done it. And then I was talking to someone else who I consider a mentor. And the same thing, he was like, you know, I think this is great. You're doing this. And I've never done that, (laughs) you know? And so I felt empowered after speaking with people that I did make the decision. Everybody always talks about putting your mask on first. And I think it's so corny, but it's so true. <laughs> like you literally have to take care yes, of yourself you first. Yes, you do. And so like at the end of my leave, um, my last night, James said, 
I'm so proud of you. You did really well. James, James is um, Pam's husband, by the way. Yes, James is my husband. So at the beginning of the leave, I mean, at the end of the leave, he said, you did well. And it's because my first day of leave, I was like, okay, I have a schedule. This is what I'm doing. Yes. These are the things I'm going to accomplish. Yes, same here. <laughs> And he was like, what are you doing? Like, stop. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, I was kind of, I had my list, my checklist, like 15 items, paint my bedroom, you know, do this, do that. <laughs> and, but the first couple of days I was bored. <laughs> I was just mm-hmm. like, what am I going to do with my time? You know, how am I going to fill up my time? Because right. I'm so used to being on the go all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also was thinking of it as like, I'm paying myself. Like, I was like, I'm taking this time. We haven't gone anywhere in 2020. We haven't done anything. So like, my savings looks good. I'm going to pay myself for this time. So if I'm paying myself, like, I need to produce. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I still didn't think of it as resting, you know? So I was talking to... um another friend of mine yesterday and she made an interesting point because I told her, you know, that I was um, taping my first podcast today. Um, and you know, she was kind of talking, we were talking about my blog and the whole project and she felt like my blog and podcast was right on time because many people, um, specifically women, because that's the target audience here are like this pandemic has, required them to kind of go within and reassess what their goals are in life, um, what they want to do next, and whether or not where they currently are is where they really want to be. And for a variety of reasons, some people were laid off. And so then it's kind of like, okay, what's next? Um, And then some people are, okay, I'm working from home doing this. So the interacting in person with my colleagues is off the table. Do I really like what I'm doing? Um, So for you, can you tell me, uh, because we're friends, so I know, Mm -hmm. you know, that you're ambitious and and where you are currently is not where you want to ultimately be. So can you tell me what your process has been through, I guess, probably the past year and kind of mm-hmm. assessing where you are, where you want to go? Yeah. So this year has been like the past year has been very difficult and you know that. And so in my current role, I definitely feel What's the word? What's the proper word, Rhonda? I want to say underemployed. But <laughs> I'm definitely overqualified for what I do. Yes. And then uh, in addition to that, um, I'm just kind of over it. Like I've been doing this for so long and I didn't anticipate that I would be doing it for this long, like this specific area of what we're working in. Mm-hmm. So the the year started off with me thinking like, okay, where do I want to go? Like, I want to try to become more of a generalist and not necessarily a specialist, you know? Mm -hmm. Then um, after I took my leave and I started, I went back to therapy. I remember my very first conversation with my therapist. I said something like, I'll be 40 this year. And I just like really need to work on getting it together. And her response was, I don't want it. She said, I would normally not say this to someone because I don't want it to come off as being reckless. But 
I think you can take it. She said, what if you didn't keep it together and you just fell apart? And it made me think about like how I was saying to you earlier, I've been working my whole life. I've always been like an overachiever or very ambitious and driven. And it's like, I've never just chilled, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what does falling? <laughs> my response to her was, what does falling apart look like? How do I plan to fall apart? Like, how can I, how can I do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was <laughs> like, that's why you need to fall apart. Like, like, let's just see what happens if you don't do certain things. And so I'm still trying to figure out what it is I want to do next. But um, falling apart has been really good for me lately. Like, and not just like, I don't want to be insensitive of people who like actually do have breakdowns. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's just not doing the most all the time, you know? Right. Um, I'll give an example for Valentine's Day. I had bought, I saw on Pinterest, like how you can make uh, waffles out of cinnamon rolls. Mm-hmm. So I had a heart-shaped waffle maker. And it's Saturday morning and the kids are playing. James is working. And I'm like, okay, I'm about to make these cinnamon roll waffles and the heart-shaped waffle maker. And then I sat there and was like, why are you doing this? Who are you doing this for? Like, just pop the cinnamon rolls in the oven and sit down. And I did it and I felt so great. I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) And so like, that's where I'm at right now. Like right now, I'm just trying to find out how to like not do the most, make things simple when I can, and then go from there. Mm -hmm. One of my like secret, like, or now I want to say secret, but like one of the things that always comes back to me is like, I want to write. You know, I always have a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So like laughs> the craziest things happen to me. And I keep like coming back to the idea of like, I need to like write it down, you know, and I don't know how I package it or whatever, but I want to write. So that's what I think is next for me. I just yeah. don't know what it'll look like. Right. Yep. I know, you know, personally, I'm always kind of evaluating or reflecting um, on where I am and currently, and then if it's serving where I want to go. Mm -hmm. And I, so I, sometimes I make lists of how I want to feel in my ultimate um, job and also what I enjoy doing, just not even considering work, but just what I enjoy doing. And so I look to like the stuff I do for free, you know, <laughs> volunteering mm-hmm. is what I enjoy doing. So for me, that's kind of supporting the growth of startups, um, advising uh, small businesses, you know, on, on, on how to grow their business. And, and, and I'm doing that in a leadership capacity or position. So mm-hmm. I know that's where my heart is, you know. And so when I look at my current job or role, I kind of look, okay, so what am I getting in this job that's going to allow me to do what I love forever? And two, mm-hmm. are they going to support me in this current position or role that I'm in in ultimately doing what I love? So right. I can decide, okay, so this is where I'm supposed to be for a season, but not forever. 
or this is a place that actually I could see myself growing and being forever. So, um, and that helps me kind of, I guess, ground myself or, Mm -hmm. um, accept where I am, you know, uh, and not get so upset or flustered when things aren't going the way I want them to go. (laughs) (laughs) I just think like, you know, like this week you text me and ask me a couple of questions. I forgot what it was. Like, what is it you want to do? And what can you do to get there? What were the questions? I think I was like, what did, because you were saying I'm bored. And mm-hmm. so my, I can remember my mind set was, okay, let me figure out what she wants to do so I can see if she can get more of that kind of work at work. Oh, I found it. You said, what kind of stuff are you working on? What kind of stuff do you want to work on? Mm -hmm. And I got stuck when I saw it. I didn't see it when you texted. But later on, I thought about it. And I was like, I don't want to do any of this. Before this role, you were in um, a a leadership position at Northwestern. What's the the organization connected to Northwestern you work Mm -hmm. at? Oh, you said the one between Northwestern? No, just I want the name of where you worked before. Oh, Northwestern University? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So you were in a leadership position there in their legal group. And yes. it was time for you to leave there. And so you um, got the position at Accenture. You wanted to kind of switch to technology um, and maybe be- and learning more than just health and public service related work. Right. Um, so it, it seemed like a great opportunity for you, but you, you're touching on something interesting, how it can be hard to not work in a position that is, I guess, within your capabilities and true capabilities. It's kind of like you've already led a team of however mm-hmm. many people for several years. Or- and so for you to step back into almost a entry-level position it just yep. creates lots of conflict. You just hit it on the head. <laughs> that's exactly the conflict. And I've never thought about it that way. But that's it. Like, I was managing the people that do what I do. Yeah. And and there was a level of, I was managing the people that do what I do. And I was managing the people who manage the people that do what I do. <laughs> exactly. You know? so exactly. And so it you- is, it's internal conflict. Yeah. And you would hope, you know, a lot of times when we take a, a position that's it's in, in essence a demotion, that mm-hmm. it you will move up quickly, you know, and that does happen, you know, in, in a lot of corporations, you take a lower role, but then they see how awesome you are and you're quickly elevated. And that's what I had hoped for in this role, actually. And, and with that, I was just offered a position and I turned it down because of that, because I was saying I did go back. I took a demotion. I took a step down. And so moving forward, I'm only going to take, you know, go upward. I can't do I can't even do lateral at this point. I can only go up. Right. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. You know, you said something else. Great. And I've done this, too. You know, when I really evaluated what I'm capable of doing, you know, I feel like I am a leader, a business leader. And so I'm not going to take another position that's not on par with my skill set, you know, and capabilities. So I don't even apply to them anymore. 
and I'm only applying to leadership positions, you know, and, and that's what was funny. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. I was going to say, that's what was funny about the role that I turned down. It was, this is something for people to think about. It was round five and round three, I would have taken the job. I didn't, you know, it seemed like it was on par. It seemed like it was a step up. The title, everything was what I wanted. And then in round five, I started asking more questions and I realized that this was a junior role, you know, and I would not have known that if there weren't five rounds of interviews. Mm -hmm. I was complaining, but I was grateful (laughs) that I had those two extra rounds. Well, it has been wonderful talking to you today. And um, we've got some, some great things to share with our listeners um, do is there what's the one thing you'd like to leave us with? The one thing I would like to leave you all with is put your mask on first <laughs> then, mm-hmm. because you can't you can't help anybody. you can't be good for anyone if you're not good. so and that goes for everything. You can't think of what your purpose is, you can't take care of your children. You can't sustain a good relationship with your spouse or your partner. You can't do anything if you don't take care of yourself. So that would be my thing to leave everyone with is that always make sure you practice self-care and love yourself. Awesome. I echo that. And I am 100% on board with that. So you guys read my first blog on the website, Three Things I Learned Starting Over in a New Career with Kids. And it's exactly what Pam just said. Put your mask on first. 